0: We are about six months that we've been podcasting for now.
1: Yeah, it nicely tallies with the start of the year as well, isn't it? I mean, we we started just before Christmas, didn't we? we? I mean, we unofficially started before Christmas. We cheekily started before Christmas. We had recorded before Christmas, hadn't we? If I remember rightly. Or did that not start until the new year? I know we released three weeks, like worth in one go which is why you're chuckling about having released before
0: Christmas because we didn't technically release them until the start of January yeah we put the dates beforehand it has been a long time and back in the early episodes we were we had an episode called how do you manage your time number four uh, where we discussed some ideas about time management because back then Tom was not very good well. Not as good at managing his time and getting stuff done, whereas I was a little bit better. Or maybe I just had more routines and techniques and things. <laughs> yeah, and it's been an interesting six months. And I
1: think the fact that it is has been six months, even though that's an arbitrary amount of time, is uh, lately, these last couple of weeks, I found myself looking back and reassessing my strategies And the things that I'm doing and what I feel like I'm achieving or not achieving. Um, So I wanted to revisit time management as a topic for the podcast. Um, But also in the context of how do you stay motivated? I think it's not so much the time management as the motivation and having that thrust to get
0: stuff done. That I think is, I don't know, I, I think would be interesting to talk around. well that's the point that's the point of time management isn't it (laughs) being able to get stuff done and if you're not motivated then it's not going to happen but maybe some of our routines will help us not have to be so motivated if we've just got things planned out in front of us anyway yeah
1: i think the power of habit
0: comes into it quite a lot i think that's definitely i know from
1: experience over years that getting into a getting a habit started is hard but keeping a habit works well i mean that's where i tend to get like my output tends to be highest is when I've got a good habit going and I have the discipline to stick with it. Um, yeah, but just it just it just takes one one slip and I'm gone though.
0: I am all or nothing. G- <laughs> <laughs> it's I-, like,
1: I miss one if I've got a, if I've got a daily thing that I'm doing, I miss one day and then suddenly that's licensed. It's off the rails then completely. Uh, uh, well, you've missed
0: one day? What's the point? Yeah, <laughs> what's the point in carrying on? <laughs> <laughs> you've lost your streak. No, yeah. I think that happens to a lot of people though. I think. That's it happens to me i yeah I mean, i'll talk about this later when we talk about time tracking but yeah <laughs> um, i mean it's,
1: it's all well and good saying that oh yeah the important thing is to learn how to get back on the horse and carry on going it's not so much about doing the thing it's content like it's not so much about having a streak of the thing it's just being able to come just have one break it doesn't doesn't mess up your flow you get straight back into it that's the perseverance aspect of it
0: isn't mm, it i think that. that's,
1: the bit, that's the bit that i struggle with i can say it and i see the logic on it but
0: i just can't do yeah. it don't <laughs> let your mind get too involved yeah. so i think a nice place to maybe start this discussion is thinking back to our yearly themes so our yearly themes are kind of uh a couple of words or yeah one word that gives us like something to kind of vaguely focus our activities and thought processes throughout the year and whether those have actually done anything for us or whether they're just like oh we're going to do this new year we're going to say all these things and then in three weeks we're going to forget it all i don't know if this was the same
1: same for you but my objective with having a theme was to have something to guide me whenever i came to a decision point whenever there was like do i do this or this or what how do i decide how to proceed here i wanted something like a north star that i could aim towards that gave me like a preset kind of thing and i've already decided this topic is important to me so i'm gonna work towards this and then when i come to forks in the road or paths i take the one that points closest to to closest to my theme yeah. I'm trying to... Re- I can't remember what your theme was. Uh, well, you'll find out in a second.
0: Yeah. But just on, like, using themes mm-hmm. and the reasons for being, I I don't think I've used mine the same way as you. As you. Um, I have probably not used it in the right way. I've just kind of... It's just been vague, vaguely there. And I think for next year, I'll probably pick something that's a bit more tangible that yours was. Because yeah, yours I'm just- was the year of shipping. Yeah, right? mine was the year of shipping, which is quite... I mean, it sounds a bit weird, but it's like...
1: I have, a ten- I have a tendency to mess around and not do things and, like, tinker. And it was a way of getting, trying to, like, my goal for the year is to get into the mindset of getting things released. Like, all these things that I'm mucking around with, like, get them out there, put them in front of people, do things. Um, and I've had mixed results so far. Um, but I, was yours, it was something like a year of change or a year of disruption or... A year of transition. Transition. That's what it was. <laughs> I it was
0: it. So, yeah, I wonder, I wonder how easy that is to guide it's right. not yeah it's hard mm. I, I don't think i can use it in the same way as like year of shipping is fine. you come to this thing you've got oh, i've got this project what am i gonna do with it oh my yearly theme is year of shipping let's ship it let's release it whereas a year of transition <laughs> I, I, it's a bit vaguer it's a bit vaguer isn't it you just you, mm. i come to a decision i'm like oh year of transition well that could mean a lot of things I kind of named it just because I was moving out of London <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was tra- transitioning everywhere there was a lot yeah. of change happening this year so I kind of wanted to give it a, a, a year and I think it was more useful in maybe like the first few months of the year to keep my mind focused on hmm. what was coming up whereas now it is upon me in the next couple of weeks I will be leaving London um, it, it seems less relevant
1: well I guess I see I was think my first thought was oh well you've picked a theme that's based on something that's going to happen anyway so it's not going to change Like picking the theme isn't going to change anything for your year but I guess it puts you in a mindset and helps you put everything into context so you're not I mean like if I was going through a lot of things like that my tendency would be to feel like oh yeah this is just ridiculously busy I've got so much on I'm completely all to LARAPS I can't possibly get anything done but if I then knew that that was the the year of disruption or the year of change or the year of transition, I would be in a better place to then go, oh, yeah, I'm expecting it. This is what I thought my year was
0: going to be like. Get on with it. That's no big deal. I'm not going to make a fuss. I think that's why it was useful more in maybe the first six months than I feel like it is at the moment. Because, like you say, I, I called it for things that are actually going to happen. <laughs> and. <laughs> When those things are happening, there's not really anything I can do about it. But in the lead up to thinking about those things happening, I have to have my mind in a certain way to not get very scared. <laughs> essentially, <laughs> uh, um, so I think it's it's more of a yeah. So for mine it was more of a just like a, a vague way of thinking about things, not something that's going to guide decisions. But maybe that's fine. I yeah, guess you use, you use them how you want to.
1: Yeah, I had a similar. I had a similar discussion with my one of my bosses recently um we have in our company uh we work to a think work to us. A system called like, a system of okrs like objective key results um oh yeah i know it, it sounds a bit bureaucratic kind of, yeah it sounds a bit like q q office space memes and uh, uh yeah i'm gonna need you to come in on saturday and have you got the tps reports and that's Can you put my that in a memo <laughs> yeah that's my stapler burn this place down um no <laughs> but, like, all of that's going to be lost if you have in office space i guess but uh, which is, I, I I watched that film as a student and thought it was hilarious, but like completely alien. And now, having spent years in in offices, it's too real. It's too real. <laughs> like a whole just <laughs> row, list of triggers in a row.
0: Oh, is, what they do! That I could do what they did to that photocopier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we have these objective key
1: results, which work on a quarterly cadence rather than yearly, like we've done. But we basically set three themes for ourselves and each th- each of those themes has three key results um, and then you track them over the course of course of the quarter and then it's a way of judging your progress and judging where you've got to and how that aligns with the company goals and everything. So when these things are set, they're set. You set them personally, you say, what do you want to get done? What do I want to get done in the next three months? But also how does that, I also of look at what the company's goals are for the next three months and like, what are our sort of super objectives and meta objectives? How do we tie that all together? But, I did one last last quarter. One of my one of my results is getting deeper to the weeds. But one of my results was keep up with support, <laughs> like keep these clients happy. And each month, I then was like, "Oh yeah, that is thirty three and a third percent complete," because <laughs> I've got through a month of it. <laughs> and, was, and I yeah, I got kind of a, a polite but a gentle but firm grilling, telling me that that's not an appropriate way to do it because it's essentially just talking about something that's it's going to happen anyway and it's not something that's worth measuring and you should align your objectives with success so it shouldn't just be do a thing it's like oh i i I made three things it should be these three things have impacted x number of customers or have helped close x number of deals but there are it's tied to a an actual result that you want rather than just being a thing that you tick off a list
0: well at, at school we have smart objectives oh how does that smart work? smart standing for is a what's the one where the first letter is a word initial is, is an acronym name? acronym so that's they have to be specific measurable achievable realistic and time bound that's yeah that makes a lot of sense so that when we're setting students to kind of think about what they want to do and mm-hmm. focusing uh, more generally, like in the whole school process, we we kind of use that because otherwise they'll just come up with like get better at maths. Mm. It's like how do you, how do you even know you've done that? So making sure it's specific is really important, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and obviously all the others, making sure you can actually say I've actually done this now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So making sure it's measurable, obviously it's gotta be something that you can do. Uh achievable, realistic. I mean I'm not mm. really sure about that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the important ones for me are the last two, the measurable and time bound. Oh, are they the last ones? How what? do you spell smart, Tom? Yeah. Um <laughs> The second Ooh. one and the last one. Time bound as well. So you're not just gonna say at some point in the future. Yeah, it has, yeah, it has to be something that you can measure and it has to be like
1: you at this point you will measure it and you will know. Yay or nay, was this successful? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important. Now that's something I never used to do and have recently started doing. Particularly when you look at like web analytics and things, it's easy to say, Oh, I just want to have more hits on my website. But if you say I want my I want the time spent on this page to have increased by a certain, a specific percentage in the next month or next three months, that's a much more achievable goal and a much more useful one. Hmm. Um, if you can stick yourself to it,
0: and then you can yeah. say I'm eighty-eight percent of the way there because <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you can say oh I, I missed that goal by
1: twenty percent, but I did make some progress here, or it gives you a jumping-off point to assess. I mean, things. I mean, one of the things about setting goals over any length of time is that objectives change. Things um, things that are unpredictable happen unpredictably. Kel um <laughs> yeah random's going to random and hmm. you have to deal with it you have to have to adapt so you can't your system can't you don't want to be tied into your system i think uh, we work harder at that with okrs and like uh, work to keep a sense of like is this still relevant is this still something we should be measuring and then if not write down why not and change it to something that's more appropriate um cuz otherwise you're chaining it it should it should be like the the hierarchy should be the other way around. You should be recording and measuring like things that make you successful, rather than doing things to tick off the boxes on the recording and measuring targets.
0: I feel like we might be getting a bit too uh, jargony. Oh, no, no, like, yeah. well, <laughs> smart targets, OKRs. Yeah, I
1: think <laughs> the nature of it is to be organised needs a system. I think I don't think you can you can't be organised by just being like oh I'm going to be more organised. You need a plan, and you need a framework in which to do that and as soon as you start doing that, it's naturally going to lead to jargon i don't I'm not opposed to jargon
0: generally speaking interesting yeah. well uh, moving on to our next like topic of me i've put my general lack of planning <laughs> um, i I have I have not been as good in the last six months at all the things I talked about in episode four. <laughs> I have, um, it was kind of, it, it was quite close to the beginning of the new year, wasn't it? And we had all these different things and it was this, oh, I'm definitely going to do it this year. And of course, <laughs> didn't happen. <laughs> so things like my, like, and I kind of, my brain, my brain kind of tricked me into thinking I didn't need to do them anymore. I was thinking oh, I'm doing quite okay. well now I, mm-hmm. I can I don't need to do my daily questions anymore so I stopped doing them and then about a month later I was like mm, I'm feeling a bit off kilter here <laughs> um, and I think it's I think brains do a very good job of reasoning uh, your way out of things that you don't really want to do <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mine is like that with exercise for sure. like oh
1: oh you've lost a bit of weight over the last couple of weeks you can stop exercising now and you can start eating all that sugar again
0: yeah i went for a walk yesterday i mean yeah (laughs) yeah so i think it's, it's it's it is that what we talked about at the beginning isn't it it's that perseverance that grit to really push through and just say you know what i'm gonna set my goal i'm gonna set my smart target and i'm not gonna change it i'm gonna for this length of time i'm gonna do it and then and then at the end i'll look at the results I won't think, oh, I feel like I'm doing, I feel like I'm on my way to this target. Oh, I've got to 50% of my extra things. I can just not worry about it anymore because it's been going up. You have to kind of, it's like taking antibiotics, I guess, isn't it? You've got to get through the full course. Yeah, you've got to commit to, be able to it. To, yeah, it's very yeah, good. To be able to see, the, um, to see the actual results. And I do, it's similar with exercise as well. I'm like, oh, I'll do some weights and then I do them for a few weeks and then I, oh, I can't really see many results. I may as well stop. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, I've had a I've had a six months of not not as I've not been as organised. I've not used systems. I've deleted uh, my to do list off my phone. Are you still tra- <laughs> Are you I've still tracking it. your time? That uh, we'll come on to that in a bit, shall oh, we? Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess it's similar to this, isn't it? I've just found that. These things, I've, I've started to feel like these things are getting in my way. and mm. I don't know if that's just my brain saying, don't do these things because you don't want to, or whether they actually have been getting in my way. Because I've felt like I've been doing a lot more work lately. I've been mm. coming home and I've just been getting on with it. And yeah. I've not been thinking... Now I need to click on the time tracker to start working. Now I need to tick off something on my to-do list. I can come in and just sit. I've got no other distractions. And part of having no distractions is that I am moving house. So there is not much (laughs) around at the moment. (laughs) So basically all I've got is in front of me at the moment is my my microphone and my laptop my my mac and that's it there's nothing else (laughs) nothing else here to distract me so i think that's very zen (laughs) quite useful yeah it's been really nice actually Uh, surprisingly the less stuff i've had it's made me feel better about things and this i was going to talk about this later but my apple watch broke as well um it just stopped charging and i was a bit upset about it at first obviously and then i just went back to a, a good old fashioned normal watch and uh, I kind of it's been a lot nicer not having that thing on my wrist at all times that can give me a buzz at any moment without me having to say so because now I and I've been trying to look at my phone less so I've been just leaving my phone around the place and I I lose my phone a lot more but I don't worry about it as much and I feel like I've got more headspace for things and what this is (laughs) this is rambly but I'm kind of leading on to I've I feel like I'm doing stuff in bigger blocks now because I'm not tracking anything or doing anything. I feel like I'm going to sit down and do some coding for an hour and a half, whereas I've got the headspace and I've got the time to just think. Yes, I can do that. I don't need to tick it off track of the time because what I was funny with the time tracking was that I would start doing it and then I would miss. Like you said earlier, I would miss one and then think, well, I've missed. I forgot to time track that bit. So what's the point in doing the rest this week because my times will be off. <laughs> And yeah, I just I've I've just stopped it all. Would you stop tracking time for things, or would
1: you stop doing the things themselves because you'd miss the time? Tracking? I just stopped stopped tracking the nah, time.
0: That's few. Yeah, phew. yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, so, it I've sounds not like stopped doing the things. No. I've just I, I kind of got rid of all the fluff around the outside, but I don't know. Maybe that's because I'm more I'm in like a more focused state at the moment because I'm looking for a job. I probably think just get rid of all the fluff and just focus on the stuff that really matters. There's something to be said for the absolute focus that comes with having
1: something really, really important to do. Suddenly, all the things that you did, all the structures that you put in, it was like, oh, I must make my coffee in this certain way and then I must get the room to the right temperature and I must have the lights just right before I can sit down to do some work. But when you've actually got like, oh my God, I've got to get this thing done, that's a much more productive environment. You realise suddenly that it's like having a, any kind of crushing deadline. <laughs> it's like brilliant for motivation and for actual productivity not so good for stress levels and like general <laughs> well-being outside of that but yeah, it's interesting to see when the big stuff comes along how much of your plans and structures stay in place i mean i, I find similar similarly if when i've got a little bit on not much i will spend a lot of time sort of putting in the plan and sort of saying, all right i am going to maintain my elegant elegantly Markdown formatted bullet journal. And I'm going to keep that going. Um, and then some of that some of that stays, some of that doesn't when I get
0: busy. And essentially that's just procrastination really, isn't it? <laughs> do you not think so? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, well, this is... This I'm going to make my to-do list look really pretty and I'm going to organise all these different tags for everything. Um, I, I, do you not find it's just a bit of a waste of time? That's what I've no, felt. No, recently. I think I am a big proponent of, I mean, I do procrastinate
1: a lot. Um, but when I procrastinate, I'm watching. I'm going. To go, oh yeah, what I really need to do now is watch Firefly again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's my procrastination. But yeah, um, but I'm a big fan of optimization and efficiency, and um, I noticed this recently because I've just been on a trip involving a plane with my with my wife, who is not a fan of optimization. And I, I fly fairly regularly, so I have like a go bag and all my stuff is like nicely packed. It, I know that it fits in the locker, in, in the baggage areas. I know that it goes through security. I can just under do one zip, pull out my little toiletries thing and pull out my laptop, boom. I can get through security in about five minutes flat. It's amazing. Uh, it, even in like just crazy conditions, I'm an, I'm an efficiency machine. I get through that, like, no problem. And that is because I spent a lot of time Thinking about how that system would work because I knew I was going to be doing it a lot, so I put in time and effort. Got made sure I had the right tools. I'm a big fan of getting the right tools for things, and then made sure I knew how. Made sure I had a system, and it means that I don't ever forget. I never forget my toothbrush because I have a toothbrush that goes with me. It's been with all my other toiletries. Everything is in one bag that is only ever used for traveling, and that's a preparation that I think took a bit of time and took a bit. Of, I could have got to buy double of everything um, and make sure that they're travel safe and under the hundred mils two is one and one is none absolutely absolutely yeah i mean this is aside from that almost as well so i've also i've got sort of backups of the travel stuff but not to the extent not to the extent that i've got like two whole lots of everything but this is kind of slightly separate because this is optimizing for the traveling um and i think it's the same for work i think you get yourself into a mode you make those in make the transition periods the bits where you're going from i am not doing work but i want to be doing work to doing something productive if anything you can to speed up those transitions if it takes an afternoon of of prep or it takes 10 minutes at the end of every day to make sure that next time you you come down you're 20 minutes faster
0: to get back into it that's time worth that's time well spent i think but i think a lot yeah i agree a lot of those things sound fantastic and probably do save you a lot of time especially when you're traveling and things Mm. but i think there are there are certain things that people do that they think are optimizing every single thing like on your mac you spend three hours figuring out how to write a bash script so that you don't have to do something that will save you two seconds every three days are you guilty of that <laughs> i have i've definitely done that i have written many
1: i mean my my current thing is like oh i will write a node script to automate that thing for me and oh that that oh, that database or that that spreadsheet needs tidying up i am going to write a script to do that for me When writing the script takes at least twice as long as just going through manually and changing everything
0: it would have done. Like mechanical yeah. Turket, even it would in work the long really term. Quick. Yeah, yeah. So even in the long term, then yeah. it's the amount of time you've actually spent on it is not actually going to be saved. You're just you feel like you're opt got to optimize every single thing. Um, but whereas if you don't do that, you've got that extra time. You're not saving as much time as it takes to do the thing. Yeah, it's the, the
1: trap of premature optimization. Um, I mean, you, you, know, you see that's a, a thing, a term that comes up with like web. Web development quite a lot. It's like people spending a lot of time like optimizing. I noticed it a lot when the trend for getting CSS in the like critical path CSS. Don't know if you've come across that. I have not. No. So yeah, you have a style sheet that is a separate file that has all the CSS rules for your website in it. I mean, this is the old-fashioned, like boring like HTML and CSS way of making a website. Um, but what you what is important for Google is the time to first paint like when the that website loads in the browser like how long does it take to get something on the screen that looks roughly like what your website's going to look when it's finished loading and you can help that by making sure that in the first 14 kilobytes of your html response like that for, for that's like the first first request that you get you get 14 kilobytes is all you all you get Um, And that comes back really quick. And anything that's in there should be relevant to that first kind of above the fold, what's going to be on the screen when the page loads. So you can actually take a subset of your CSS that's tailored for like, so say you've got a massive great big header thing and, and some kind of animation at the top. You take the CSS for that, compress it down in line, shove that in the top of your HTML file, and make sure that that's in the first 14 kilobytes of that file. So that then when the page loads, it instantly has those style rules. So it can start doing that first paint even while in the background it's still getting the other stuff and that's that's a really important optimization if speed is really important to you and render and like it's I'm particularly important when you want to try and get a good score on these uh like the google page speed insights kind of things that score your website based on how fast it loads but it's also because it's a big tick box on those things people will spend a lot of, i mean that is days and days of work and particularly if you've got a big site and you want to break out a critical path css you need one for every single page of the website because every page is different but if your server is slow as boots you're, it means nothing you're optimizing the last 3% that's like a last 3% optimization whereas if it like if the <laughs> if the time to first byte is like 20 seconds because your server's a pile of poo it's, <laughs> it's no that is time completely wasted
0: it's the it's like the 80 20 rule isn't hmm. it Just Oh 20 yeah. 20- twenty percent of the work does eighty percent of the stuff yeah I think in I think
1: uh, at a very large proportion of like effort that goes into like optimizing paths and caching data and making sure things are efficient and clean and ready to go uh, I mean just pay a bit more and put some ram on it you'll <laughs> put an extra gig of ram on your server and it will help more than the time spent doing that optimization I mean I I spent quite a lot of my career being a performance specialist so you put the ram on the server and you do the optimization is the happy part. like that's how you get the main results but if you're just like making a brochure website for a I don't know somewhere that sells carpets you I mean that's a massive great big technical outlay
0: for something that's not going to get you massive results yeah there's no point doing the 2 or 3% the mm. thing that's going to improve it by 2 or 3% if you haven't done the thing that's going to improve it by 60% for example, There's just what's the point <laughs> if you haven't done the the big bit? Another thing that's really useful about preparing
1: in advance is setting up developer tools and your workflow on your screen. Like okay. that is that can take a lot of effort. Like can, can, I mean, personally, I use I use Webpack to compile. That's, it's my asset pipeline, uh, and that is a hard setup. Generally speaking, like to get that to do exactly what you want, rather than the kind of out of the box things, can be tricky, and that's like hours of stress and mucking around trying to get things to work particularly when you're using like multiple different systems um uh, getting them to play nicely together can be really tricky but you get it to work you get hot module reloading working on your page and then work is so much faster and then i actually i I went back to a project recently that didn't have any of that stuff in it and it was like oh my god this is just so slow like everything, every time you do anything, you have to stop and re- refresh the page, rerun something in the terminal. And it, that does add up. And that is like saving seconds at a time, but like literally every few minutes throughout the course of a day and then over the course of a whole work week or a month, that adds up pretty quick, I think. And just the feeling of momentum as well, feeling like you're going faster yeah. is really valuable.
0: I guess the tough thing there is knowing which bits are the premature <laughs> yes yeah. how do you judge that to start with I guess experience and well I guess would you do something a few times first and realize oh, I'm doing this quite a lot and it's taking up a lot of my time can I speed this up
1: yeah my general rule is uh, when you do something like the third time or fourth time you do something try to think about optimizing and then also think about how frequently they have come as well if it's if it's like the third time you've done something in an afternoon you know like, oh my god is this like, yeah. When I've got these three or four, th- am I maybe going to do this two or three more times, and then it's done, and I don't have to do it for six months? Or is this a new part of my work life that I am going to have to do every five
0: minutes for the rest of time till I die? Yeah. <laughs> In which yeah. case, then optimize. That was a similar way that I learnt Vim. Is I noticed myself taking a long time to do certain th- like movements. I like am going down to the next line, and then you just look it up, and you go, "Oh, I just need one, two key presses, and that that thing is done." Um, I think that's the similar sort of thing. Add- yeah. additive time saving and learning all of vim in one
1: go is probably not going to be massively productive no. for you and, and gonna, you're it's not meant to take months and months and-
0: <laughs> you're not meant to learn it like mm-hmm. that you're not meant, no. meant to memorize the keys you just kind of it's that muscle memory of doing something over and over again and realizing oh there's probably a quicker way of doing this okay so in terms of like i guess in terms of motivation being able to just get straight to your work and it's kind of getting rid of all the extra fluff, isn't it, around what you're doing, so that you can really focus exactly on your work. You're not going to get stopped by trying to set up an environment mm. or trying to open your project. For I know, for example, um, it's being able to get straight to your whatever you need to do um, without all the without all the obstacles in your way that are going to hold you back a bit. I mean, my motivation at the moment is because I have that hard deadline. I have something I definitely need to do. So I'm not really having much trouble with keeping motivated. And this is why I've got rid of all the extra stuff because I don't need that anymore. And I guess it's just knowing certain times in your life you will need more structure and you'll need these things and knowing when to actually pull on them if you feel like you're not getting much done. But I think the the problem with what I'm doing now... The only drawback I can see is that it's that measurableness if we're thinking back to our smart targets, I don't have anything to measure what I'm doing by I don't have how long have I done it for I don't have anything to show for it really other than learning something <laughs> <laughs> so that that's that's yeah I don't know I think that will be
1: i mean you do have a you have a massively measurable objective <laughs> which is have you got a job um so when you come back to look at the end of the year you'll know were were these last six months successful or were they not you could say yes they were successful i got a job or no they haven't i haven't got a job in six months i need to change how things are and make a change act on that information or you could set that to three months or whatever that deadline is internally for yourself um and then i think when you come to like the level of it is more about Like, you've got to change your tack. And rather than just traditional, apply for things, this is my CV, boom. You need to then have a strategy for promoting yourself and for, like, doing work that is visible and helps your objectives of, like, looking attractive. Like, making, getting you to the point where people can't say no to you if you ask for a job because you're just too qualified and you'd be too too useful for them. Mm. So I think maybe... After a certain amount of time, put in some more structure and have a more defined plan. But for the time being, you need a plan. I'm not saying don't have a plan, but you could probably carry on. I think you're too early into the first phase to stop and change things around now.
0: Yeah. You don't sound convinced. No, I'm just thinking. We talked about time tracking and I vaguely mentioned that I have deleted Todoist. uh, That was my to-do list off my phone and i just i don't have a to-do list (laughs) how are you finding that are you, you feeling the lack or not i was
1: hearing two things when you started talking at the beginning of the podcast it sounded like you've stopped doing all these systems and tracking things because you felt they were getting in the way and you're getting more done but there was also a sense that you seemed a bit uneasy and unsure as to like what have i been doing how
0: do i know like how do i measure this
1: is that yeah, a real thing?
0: You- I agree. Yeah, I think that's a very good uh, astute observation. Um, so yes, I like not having a to-do list. I like not having all these things. But then I, I'm, and I feel like I'm doing a lot. But it's that thing of not being able to measure it and not actually knowing whether I'm doing it and not knowing what I've missed. <laughs> so I have no list of what I should be doing, but I, and I feel great. But have I missed loads of stuff? I, I don't know. But maybe that's a good thing, you know. If it's not that, if it's not that important, not, and it gets missed, it's not the end of the world, is it? Yeah. The,
1: the 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 if if it is important and you miss it, it'll catch fire, and then you'll notice it because it's on fire, and then you have to sort yeah, it out. exactly.
0: Yeah. Nice metaphor.
1: That's generally been my policy for dealing with a lot of things. <laughs> Mixed results, I'll say, for that strategy. Mixed results. Sometimes, yeah, it means it's got me out of doing a lot of boring, tedious work that I wouldn't. It turns out I didn't need to do anyway, but it's also led to moments of like oh i really should have done that thing oops <laughs> <laughs> that's happened a few times as well it goes both ways um i think i i think i've benefited as much as i've I, I think i've had more benefit from missing out like not having to do like half the stuff that people think you have to do um because i'm pretty lazy i don't want
0: to have to do things um i'd say i'd say on balance i've come out ahead <laughs> yeah yeah okay we'll go with that i would suggest though if you are interested in tracking your time and i do think time tracking is a good thing i just don't want to do it <laughs> <laughs> it's great logically. if you're a freelancer really good logically, if you're logically yeah yeah
1: really good if you're trying to actually you're doing like things that are have a measurable monetary impact on like your week um, like if you're spending like if you, you don't realize that you're spending a whole load of time on devops and you're not actually billing for devops in your in your um contracts then that's the thing you need to know mm. and then you and might I've, miss that
0: yeah and i found it really useful when we were when we started the podcast because i do the editing and being able to see like the time it takes me to actually edit it was a useful thing but now i've got that time down to like a fairly constant level i, I feel like i don't need to do that anymore mm. the coding was just uh, i kind of i don't even know i just wanted to know that i had actually been doing some so There's you just look at
1: a look at a list and see lots of things ticked off and say, Oh yeah, I have Not, done, no, I'm talking about, I have done I'm talking ten about, coding this week.
0: No, 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 no. Like, more like I have done ten hours this mm-hmm. week. So focusing on time tracking. So but if I am really motivated and doing it a lot, I don't feel like I need that either. So that's that's why I got rid of that. Um what was my other one? Reading was on there, but I I just I have no time. I didn't do <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a depressing one because it'd be like five minutes. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah. So I don't use that. But if you are interested in doing that and it does have its uses, especially for the cases just said, there's a new app called Timery, which is from the people who make Toggle. Um, and you can do, you can have a little widget. So you can just click something. I'll show you and I'll pop it in the pop a picture in the show notes now. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah and then you can just like click it from there and it oh, and starts, it starts it. timing yeah and it's also oh. now pop- it's also now popped up on my computer as well mm-hmm. saying i'm doing that so it's all connected so that was very good that's a good way if you are motivated enough to do it <laughs> Timery, It's by the people who make toggle and it's much better than the toggle app if you've been using that so i'll ah, put a, put a link in the show notes for sure yeah
1: sounds good so we kind of come. You kind of we've kind of covered everything on the list now. So one thing about you mentioned to do lists. I say I'm still sporadically using the bullet journal system or my my half half baked version of it. Um, that keeps me going, and I keeps that's like the one thing I have in terms of a system for managing what I want to do and how much progress I'm making like, outside of a work environment. And I, I still find it useful. So I, yeah. I, that's one thing that I talked about six months ago. Still doing it. I think that's that's a win. Um, but I well, feel like I'm still doing the coding. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I think we. I, yeah. I think we've both done a lot in the last six months. Um, this podcast, notwithstanding, as well. It's an extra thing on the list. But uh, the reason for bringing this up now at the six month point is I was I was starting to feel oh maybe I'm not actually living up to the year of shipping. I need to have a bit of a push so i've noticed this last couple of weeks since i've started thinking that i have been more productive and having that yearly theme in the background has been a motivating factor for me um it has like my level of output has
0: gone up gone up these last couple of weeks i've noticed it and you seem to be pushing your yearly theme on me as well so (laughs) (laughs) that's useful (laughs) (laughs) so i've been appreciative of that yeah I think I think they're good things to have and if you can keep up the persistence, bringing us back to what we talked about at the beginning hmm. and that grit to just push through even when you think, I don't need to do this, I think that is really useful. Yeah, I think we should come back and do this
1: again at the new year as well. Mm-hmm. And TLDR, I'm f- feeling a bit more motivated now than I was a couple of weeks ago because of the yearly theme. You've You've ditched all your structures, but you've got the the pressure of a massive deadline so that's helping you be motivated <laughs> yep that's the takeaways from this do you think yeah i think oh. that sums
0: it up excellent job done episode finished <laughs> thanks for listening and make sure you tell your friends about the podcast and check us out on twitter at AQO Code. and you can find us online at aqoc.dev
1: or just a question of if for some reason like mine your computer doesn't like .dev domains argh, i need to flush my dns cache but cannot be bothered anyway see you later bye